2: Recorded live.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Joy Journal call, Week 4 Keystone Habits. Uh, We just finished up a delightful week, Week 3, with my days are fun, productive, and filled with delightful surprises. We'll have some opportunities today to share uh, your realizations and awarenesses on that week before we move into Week 4 in Keystone Habits. I have Rebecca on the call with us, as usual. Rebecca, would you like to say hi?
1: Hello, everyone. So nice to have you on this holiday uh, call. Thank you so much for your time today. Yes, we're happy to have you
3: all here, and uh, hopefully this is part of your joyful Memorial Day celebration, picnicking, and Uh, barbecues. It's gorgeous weather in Illinois. Well, gorgeous by my standards, ridiculously hot by my husband's standards, but I like the sun is shining and it's it's a good day to be out at the the pool today, which might be where I'm heading after this. So um, Rebecca and I had some brainstorming fun this weekend during her uh, road trip, and we came up with some new ideas for this program as we complete call number three, and it seems like a lot of you on Facebook have gotten to experience one of the new ideas that we had, which was Rebecca creating a video with the main content for each of the topics here on the Joy Journal call. So we're going to give this a whirl and see how you all feel about this. The video will get posted uh, sometime over the weekend in preparation for our starting a new, new week on Monday, and maybe even on Monday morning at some point. But somewhere over the weekend, Rebecca will post her video talking about the theme for the week, and then the phone calls will um, focus a little bit more on what the exercises for the week, how we're going to be applying these themes for the week, as well as to create a little bit more time to get some sharing from you all on the experiences, awarenesses you're having as we're going through this Journaling for Joy, our 12-week series um, exploring these different topics with joy. So more sharing on what happened the previous week, as well as more uh, thoughts and questions and suggestions and ideas on how you are going to practice the habit for the upcoming week. So with that idea, a lot of new people are also joining in. Hello, hello for everybody who's joined in on the call Um, I see we've got Lorna joining in on chat. We're happy you all are here on this wonderful Memorial Day weekend. So let's talk a little bit about um, week three and what you learned about your days are fun, productive, and filled with delightful surprises. You turn to the Saturday and Sunday section of the journal, which I love, again, these thought-provoking questions as we've gotten the chance to practice all week. What were some of the um, awarenesses that you all had? What did you learn about delightful surprises? What did you learn about your day going according to plan or not going according to plan? And about having some positive expectations for the day.
0: And you can also share in chat if you want to type and I will be happy to read it out loud.
2: Well, I had a fun plan. I was, um, or event. Um, I had a regularly scheduled class that I was teaching, and so I had it all planned out. You know how we do, we plan things out for our classes. Well, of course, everything went not according to my plan, but <laughs> my attitude was, this is interesting, and so I kind of taught the class how plans can change, and it's okay, and it's nothing to be upset about or afraid of. You, you just, you know, find that new joy, and there was really nothing uh, disastrous it happened. It was just a revised plan. And so it was a, it was kind of like an outing. And it's like everything on the outing didn't go the way I thought it would go. <laughs> and so anyway, it was very joyful. I, I, there was absolutely no stress. It was like, this is cool. You know, and so perhaps I overplanned things. Anyway, it was pretty funny. It's kind of fun to see how, you know, when things don't go to plan, how well you can adapt to that.
1: That's pretty yeah.
2: cool. Yeah. Well, so that was the lesson it taught me. It was great. It was like, okay, you know what? Just, you know, have an idea what you want to do and just see what shows up. And I and I can, as I say that, I can um, really, in my head, hear Rebecca's telling me that when we used to go on walks. It's just like, okay, I'm learning it. It's been a while, Rebecca. I'm learning it. <laughs> what do
1: you think about that, Rebecca? <laughs> I think that we have to all kind of stay flexible and keep looking for the good in all of our different situations. It's a good, a good habit. And I miss our walks together, Tricia.
2: <laughs> I do too. I'm thinking I'm going to get on a train and come up and see you and stay overnight, girl. <laughs> More road tripping going on.
3: Uh, Karen sharing, delightful surprises show up if you watch for them. I love making to-do lists they keep me focused on the plan for the day and they help and it helps her get distracted less. I noticed that too, Karen, I've been using um, the journal. I know I've, I've talked to you all about this too. I've just put it the night before I put the, the, the five and sometimes even less than five, the two or three things that I absolutely, absolutely want to get done the next day or are going to be my focus. And, and uh, it's nice to wake up and be ready to go and, I also super enjoyed just looking for the delightful surprises. Love to hear from some of you what the delightful surprises were. Thanks for sharing, Karen, and thanks for sharing, Tricia. Hannah is saying, I totally love this week's topic. Starting out by focusing on joy made the to-dos less threatening. Expecting delightful surprises makes me more open. I agree. Open to the possibility. Open to receiving miracles in my life. I am more curious and more accepting of what is. It is a gateway to be present. Oh, what a lovely thought. Looking for delightful surprises, so you have your eyes open. Looking and being curious and accepting, gateway to being present. Love that. Gratitude plus joy equals magic. And Karen saying she makes her to do list the night before, too. I love that little habit, Karen. Lorna, I found that I had some very packed days and wasn't seeing delightful surprises when they showed up. Sometimes you notice them a, a few days later. I noticed this week I could find joy, calm, peace, and noticed actual fun was more challenging to put into the day. Learned that joy and fun are not necessarily the same thing. Interesting, Lorna. I like that realization. It kind of goes with what Trisha was saying as well. Sometimes when we pack in the days or have the plan and then when things don't go according to plan or you're so busy working the plan, forget. You forget to look for the joy, look for the delightful surprises or allow, the, allow what is, as Hannah's talking about, allow the delight in what is. So that balance between having the plan but then also allowing for the delightful surprises to come in. Love, love, love the sharing. What were some of the delightful surprises you all noticed this week?
4: Did they have anything that came up, anything they shared or saw? I did. Um, this is Diana from Washington. Hi, Diana. Hi. Um, yeah, I opened myself up. Um, I've done that um, lately since we've started this to, you know, new experiences, like going maybe to a social gathering that I wouldn't usually go to. Um, and so I went to yesterday, I went to a housewarming, uh, birthday party and I was a little nervous because I only knew the, the hostess who was the person who was, was her house and her birthday. Um, but I was so delightfully surprised at the people that she had there. They were lovely and a lot of them. And the food was absolutely delicious. I mean, everything went just. It was just so amazing, the atmosphere. The, she didn't even have music on, but just people were um, talking. It was relaxed. It wasn't at all like um, I, I wasn't nervous or like really, I can't even explain it. it. was just a really, really delightful time. So I think that that happened because I was open to just even going and didn't really have any expectations. So it was wonderful.
3: Oh, I love that. So maybe not having having days that there are no specific expectations or even an event in this case where there's no specific expectation. But then going in, that was one of the practices we talked about, going in with the idea that everything's going to be in flow, everything's going to work for you, things are going to get done if it's a productivity thing where you're going to meet cool people. I love that. Yes. Yes. And, yes. It's, that and, actually
1: it's, and it sounds like you were applying the yes game also. Mm, I don't remember that. How is that? Well, was your was your immediate reaction to say no that you weren't going to go, but instead you you said yes to going, and then you looked for delightful surprises to happen?
4: Yes, exactly. That was very true. My um, immediate reaction to almost every social um, invitation—I don't know why I'm that way—because I love people, but. Um is a no. is either I'm busy. And in this case, I actually did have something I needed to go to right afterwards, but I still make time. And I even prepared a little bit of something to take because she said to bring something that's our favorite. And sometimes I'm really uh, critical about what I make, um, if people are going to like it or if it's going to fit in. A lot of people here are vegan and gluten-free, so I worry about that. But, no, I just – I did. You're right. I did say yes and um, went in opened, and it was wonderful. I mean, people were – so I even met a person who, too, a couple who um, lived in Mexico for 10 years, and they're from here, so they were uh, super excited to know that I was from Mexico. And we talked for almost the whole time I was there. So it was just a beautiful experience. Mm. Lovely.
3: We're getting a lot more in chat. Thanks for sharing, Diane. We're getting a lot more in chat, so Karen is saying her cat Willow did silly things for entertaining entertainment every morning as, as Karen got ready for the day, so she had a laugh out loud every single morning, which I love that, and Bonnie is talking about going for a surprise drive and finding, finding a shirt sale and found a game and puzzle and book for grandkids and several books for herself, too, and had a great time, better than expected. Uh, touring the HMS Hornet cool Bonnie. How fun, and Lorna got a whole bunch of books four, four new Wayne Dyer books for under ten dollars that were new to her, so all kinds of delightful surprises. I shared some of mine on on Facebook I went to a I went ran into Walmart to I forget what I went I think to get a cooler or something something very specific I ran in and and got it right there on display were these cupcakes and you know you all know me and cupcakes I so love them were these cupcakes with these um, really, like, a delicate pink, uh, what's that called, sprinkles, like sugar sprinkles almost on them. And, and there's something about, like, the minute I walked by them, I thought, like, oh, these are so pretty. And they had three chocolate and three white, and I thought, so oh, this is a sign from above. And it's just the same way Rebecca was talking last week about the deer, about seeing a deer. It's just the perfect, delightful surprise for me. I mean, you know, anybody else, probably hundreds of people, probably walked right by those. And Walmart and didn't think anything of it. But I saw those and thought, oh, these cupcakes are made just for me, a little delightful surprise for me. So there are little things and some big things. We had a lot of folks have some uh, job. Uh, Candy had a job offer come in. So there's some big delightful surprises going on too. But seeing, having the eyes to see the small delightful surprises leads to having the eyes to see the big delightful surprises. So...
1: Rebecca, do you want to add anything before we move on to some keystone habits here? No, I'm just so glad everyone enjoyed it. Delightful Surprise Week is one of my favorites. And I try to do it again and again because it just makes me so happy. And like we were, the whole goal of this joy journey is to be aware of the joy that's already all around us. I think that that is just such a good habit to have.
4: Love it.
3: So now we're going to talk about Keystone Habits, and if you did not get a chance to watch Rebecca's video on um, Facebook yet, right after this call later today or by first thing tomorrow morning, you should have an email in your inbox, which will have um, a link to today's call recording and also a link to Rebecca's video so you have a chance to watch that. So um, Rebecca, as I was watching the video, I loved just love this idea of the keystone habits and habits that lead you to a series of other habits that get you into more of a state of joy in in terms of what we're practicing today, but could be more of a state of peace in your life, more of a state of health in your life. Lots of different things is how you could use the keystone habits. So I loved that concept of of doing one thing an anchoring thing that you do that leads to a whole bunch of different things. So this week, as we talk a little bit about keystone habits, we're going to talk about what are some examples, and I want you all to be thinking of some examples of keystone habits you already have in your life and the impact those have in your life. And then for this week, some of the keystone habits, maybe one, maybe, maybe one for the whole week, maybe one every day this week, uh, different ways that you may want to play with this for this week. So before I do that, Rebecca, do you want to talk, um, I know you put some stuff out there in the video, do you want to say anything else about keystone habits or any, anything about your experience
1: with playing with keystone habits? No, go ahead and take us through, I mean, I think we all have a pretty good feel for what this is. So the keystone habit, instead of having to think about 10 little habits, you do the one keystone habit that then leads you into the other nine and i would love to hear your ideas for how we can start implementing that and experimenting with that in our lives this week so i okay lovely
3: so i will dive right in so i started to think about this and say what what really what is a habit and a habit really is a behavior that you have done over and over and over again and so most of us know as we start to do behaviors over and over and over again there's neural pathways that actually get created in our brain so that we go on what we call autopilot. So if you've ever had the experience of driving home and you know maybe you were thinking about a conversation at work or thinking about something coming up in the future and you drove home from the grocery store all the way back to your house or from work all the way back to your house and you know you took a bunch of left turns and a bunch of right turns and passed a couple of stop signs and you're guessing you probably stopped at the stop sign So you really don't remember any of that because your body just knows how to get home. Or even better, if you needed to stop at the dry cleaners on the way home and pick something up on the way home from work, and you knew that when you left work, but then you got thinking about something else or whatever, and next thing you know, you're pulling up in front of wherever you live without the clothes from the dry cleaner. So that's kind of how habits get formed. Our, Our minds just go on to autopilot, and one of the things Rebecca talked about was, you know, 40% of our behaviors are habitual behaviors. So this week, I started to think about how can we create some keystone habits that lead to joy, and what are some keystone habits we may have inadvertently created or have left over from an earlier time in life that lead to not being in a state of joy, and that's what I want us to practice with this week is coming up with those keystone habits. So coming back to habits, a habit is just a behavior. And so if you break a behavior down, a behavior starts with a trigger, something that triggers the behavior to start. And then you go on to your routine, your autopilot if you're in a habit state. And then there's an outcome or a reward for doing it. So for example, um, you, one of the, the habits that I have is to drink a lot of water. And the reward that I have for drinking a lot of water is that I feel really good. And I associate feeling good with water. And there's days when I don't drink a lot of water, but I still feel good because I've just created this this mental image in my head. Every time I drink water, I feel good. Every time I drink water, I feel good. So whether I drink eight glasses or one glass, I have this reward of feeling good every time I see water, if I see a water bottle, if I drink water. I've created this association between that. So let's talk about what are some habits that you currently have in your life, maybe, that you have some positive associations that come out of it, some positive results that come out of it that are keystone habits. So one for me, for example, under health is drinking water. And I think there's a lot that comes under health. We talked about, um, Rebecca talked about in her video, exercising, people who exercise first thing in the morning or leave their workout clothes sitting out first thing in the morning to know that they're going to exercise. Those are different keystone habits that come to health. Another one that I have is any place I go, I try to take the stairs. Even if there's an elevator, I attempt to take the stairs. And it's just that habit of taking the stairs that makes me feel like I'm healthy or doing something helpful for my body. So those are some keystone habits when we come to health. What about some keystone habits when you come to being productive or getting a lot of stuff done in a day. So one that I started to think about as I was looking at what are some of the productivity things that I work on, one of the ones that fascinated me was I make my bed every morning. Do we have other people who are, get out of bed and the first thing they do is make their bed? Anybody, anybody else like me on this one? What I noticed from making my bed every morning is I start my day off feeling organized and productive. Right away, I leave my room in a state that's fresh and clean, and I notice that on days where I don't jump out of bed and make my bed first thing in the morning, I'm sending myself a message that today is a day to, be, to relax, to take it easy, to not be productive, to not get necessarily any, any of those things done. Sometimes I don't make my bed first thing in the morning on those days because I think I may be getting back into bed in a little while. I may go get some coffee and and get back into bed and read another chapter of my book. So there's some um, messages that I'm sending myself by either making my bed or on the days where I choose not to, not making my bed. And I'm seeing in chat there's there's a a lot of other get-out-of-bed-and-make-your-bed-first-thing-in-the-morning people out there. So that's a keystone habit in terms of telling me that I'm going to have a productive day. So there's one just for a productivity one, and I have a whole bunch, a bunch of examples under all of these. What about a relationship keystone habit? What's a habit to have um, good connection with people in your life or good relationships in your life? So what are some that um, you all can think of for a relationship? You can write in chat or if you're on the phone.
1: I have
3: to
1: think on this one a little bit. Amina, this is Rebecca. I think one of my uh, habits, my go-to habits having to do with relationships is I try to be a good communicator. And that tends to lead to other good, like it leads to each of us being able to communicate heart to heart. And then it leads to being able to solve for win-win and then it leads to having a positive outcome for both of us so that's one of my um you know positive keystone habits for relationships the idea that okay i want to be a good communicator an honest communicator
3: i love that i love that and we have some other folks in chat too saying keep in communication also to keep the communication going and reach out for communication that's a great one rebecca thank you Uh, Karen's sharing, kissing my honey every time one of us leaves. I love that, too. Mike and I have that habit of at least letting each other know when, you know, I'm going to get on a call now, I'll talk to you later, giving each other a kiss goodbye. I remember my aunt and uncle had one that the very first thing uh, they did when either of them walked in the door was to give the other one a kiss. That was just a, a habit that they got. And that keystone habit led to... It, taking a moment to say hello, taking a moment to acknowledge each other, taking a moment to be seen, which leads to deeper connection, deeper intimacy, deeper relationships. So love that one. I put a couple more down. So if you want to work on some keystone habits with relationships, sitting down to dinner this week, you know this is a, a an, an art that is being lost, the whole concept of a family dinner. So um, maybe you already have that in your house or maybe you don't. so. Maybe this week choosing one night or choosing more than one night and having the whole family sit down to dinner, choosing a time and having that happen. Um, or if dinner doesn't work out, maybe it's morning coffee or morning breakfast and having everybody together for that. Another piece of habit for uh, relationships is taking time for yourself. So by taking a few minutes for you to be centered, um, especially for people who are on the go or on the run, maybe you're running errands, maybe you work, and coming in and having those couple of minutes for yourself so that you can be present and be connected to other people, saying saying to yourself that I'm important and the time that I need for me is important. Um, uh, Saying I love you, we talked about some of those. Those are some for relationships that I came up with. And like I said, I'm going to be, you guys, always blow me away with the things that you come up with. Um, What about keystone habits for peace of mind or joy? I talked a little bit about taking a 30-minute, I call it a 30-minute timeout. I actually take my timeout, but I actually go for a walk. If I find myself not in a happy state, I know that if I go for a walk, it'll completely shift my mood around and will also shift how I see the situations around. So going for a, a walk leads to Feeling good about myself, which leads to positive problem solving, thinking about a situation through different eyes, having eyes to see the love in the situation, and having me get back to a state of peace and calm in dealing with situations. So those are just a couple of those that I think about. Those I then I start to just play with like some. What are some other habits? I noticed that um, with my kind of dedication or commitment to doing my part to support the environment. I created one habit, which was that I try my best not to use bags anymore. So I'll carry my own shopping bag, or sometimes um, you will catch me walking out of the CVS. Usually a grocery store, I've got my whole process down, so I'll have bags with me. But sometimes I swing by a a CVS and I don't have bags in the back of my car. I don't think to take a bag into CVS is actually more likely and you'll see me walking out with my hands just filled with stuff so I didn't have to use, use a bag to come with that. But that habit leads to things like being conscious of turning the water off, making sure I don't have extra lights on with electricity. So you can use these different habits in many, many different ways in your life. And this week is going to be about choosing an area of your life, focusing on an area of your life where you would like to experience some more joy. So maybe it's your relationship with your body. Maybe it's your relationship with somebody else. Maybe it's your relationship with the environment. Maybe it's your relationship with yourself. Most of the coaching I've been doing the last few days has been very much focused on self-love and taking care of yourself. And maybe the keystone habits of taking the 30 minutes for yourself not to do anything specific. And I talked to um, somebody just, today, just this morning, that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself meditate every single day for 30 days because I know that's going to make me feel better. And sometimes just the pressure of making yourself meditate every day, just the language of that, I'm going to make myself meditate every day, that sounds
1: terrible.
3: So, you know, maybe the keystone habit this week is to allow myself to meditate when it feels good or allow myself to take 30 minutes, and maybe it's reading, maybe it's meditating, maybe it's just some time for yourself. That leads to you being more present to everybody around you. So what is the area of your life I want you to be thinking of that you want to create a little more joy in? And then what's one habit you can play with, one keystone habit that you can play with in that area that you that sounds for like fun and I, what I love about Um, the way Rebecca describes everything in the joy journal and the joy journey is about the experiment, just the having fun with it, just testing it out. So what's one habit you might want to test out? And one of the suggestions Rebecca had is maybe you try something new every day. So if it's a relationship one, you know, maybe one day you try the family dinner. Maybe one day you do the breakfast. Maybe one day you do the kissing before goodbye. And you see which one brings you the most joy and leads to a series of other habits, a series of other actions throughout that day in an automatic response system that goes, wow, okay, I, you know, when we do this breakfast thing all day long, I'm in the state of checking in and seeing how you're doing and communicating more and saying I love you and it's leading to all these other habits and it all started from this one thing that we did early this morning. So really playing with that and thinking about that. So let me pause here and read some of your comments in chat and then we'll talk a little bit more specifically about what we're going to do. And uh, Rebecca, I'll turn it over to you too to see if you have something to add here. So um, let's see. So Karen, the cops out to the barn to groom the horses brings such peace. So that's, that's the time for you, the time to get back grounded, being with your horses. Love that. Yeah, somebody's talking about Plastic bags are banned in our city. You just charge to use those bags. Um, Getting up early and working in the garden brings me joy, but it's hard to get up early. So experiencing actually getting up early and not just waking up and reading my phone in bed. Um, Karen, I'm going to ride my exercise bike every morning after taking care of the animals, work a little bit on the health stuff. That's wonderful. Yes, one of the, the... killers of productivity um, that I can find myself getting into the habit of doing more than I would like to is getting on my phone first thing in the morning and looking at my email. And, you know, as I've told you all, I I have my kind of to-do list every day, and I find that the days that I do best are when I do at least the first thing on that to-do list before I start getting into emails for the day. I love that. So, Rebecca, what would you add before I give the specific exercise?
1: I think this is so good, Amina. And I would encourage all of us to remember that the habit is not the goal. Productivity is not the goal. The goal is joy. So we're going to be experimenting with habits that put us on a path to experiencing more joy in our life. So let's remember that joy is the ultimate outcome that we, not, that we want. Otherwise, it'll just put us, we'll be shooting all over ourselves and we'll just be in to-do list mode. But it's, we're looking for keystone habits that make the other habits easier that lead ultimately to feeling and experiencing more joy in our life. Mm, love that.
3: And I love what you all are sharing
1: in chat, too. Morning walks is a keystone habit,
3: getting back into the, um, getting up when the alarm clock goes off, no snooze button. And maybe even if you're experimenting with that, too, maybe adding in another 15 minutes of sleep time so that it is not snoozing, but just letting the alarm clock go off and being ready to do that. So I'm, I'm loving some of these suggestions you have here. So it is, as Rebecca said, all about joy. So which area of your life would you want to experience a little more joy in? Is it maybe in a health area? Is it in a relationship area? Um, And we have a whole week to play with this, so there's a lot of different areas you can play with. But maybe just to start with, choose that. And the first thing I want to invite you all to do is notice what keystone habits you already have in place. And are those habits working for you? So like I said, I already have a habit every morning of getting up and making the bed. That's a habit I, I have had for years and years and years. And this week, what I want you to do and what I'm going to be doing is saying, okay, what does this habit lead to? What do I get? What are the benefits for this habit? Does it lead me down a road all day long that creates more joy in my life? Or does it lead me down a road all day long that keeps joy from my life? So just the awareness of the keystone habits you have. Now, we all have habits already. We, ha- we have habits already built in. And the, the question this week is, are those habits helping me get closer to joy or pulling me away from joy? So that's the first step. The first step here is just the awareness level of the habits that you currently have and which ones are actually leading you to joy. And you know, one of the things that we have in the journal here is the gratitude. And one of the things that I've noticed, too, when it comes down to joy is recognizing all of the wonderful things that we do for ourselves and all the wonderful ways we create joy. So just the gratitude for the keystone habits you currently have in your life that are already bringing you joy. So that is the first level, the awareness level, as I like to call it. And I feel like just that one alone has some juicy, juicy things that we all can pick up on this week. The second level is to add one Keystone habit to your life this week and see what happens. So um, it could be getting, it could be working out first thing in the morning. It could be going and doing um, yoga or meditation or some sort of quieting exercise. It could be adding in a morning routine this morning. Maybe you can choose. You want to add in a 15-minute morning routine or a 30-minute morning routine or an hour and choose and say, what am I going to do for this, my first hour of the day or my first 15 minutes or maybe even my first five minutes? You all have heard of um, people who do a gratitude routine before they even step out of bed. You know, so they sit while they're laying there, they think of things that they're grateful for, and until they come up with two or three things or five or ten things, they don't get out of bed. They just sit there, and so they start their day out in a state of gratitude. So morning routine could be one thing, one new habit that you lead add to your life. And then notice what, when you start your morning in a day of gratitude, what other habits get developed from this keystone habit? So that's part of your whole thing is because the whole point of the keystone habit is that's one thing, but it leads to a series of other things. So the awareness to notice the series that it's getting led to. And then the outrageous or your going all in this week, I am going to suggest, if you'd like to play, is to add a keystone habit and also remove a keystone habit. So maybe you've noticed that you have a habit of when you make a mistake to say something along the lines of, oh, this will never work. I always make the same mistake over and over again. I don't know what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. And maybe you're going to try to One of the things with habits is it's hard to remove, it's hard to just eliminate a habit. If it was was easy to eliminate a habit, we'd all be eliminating sugar and all all the different vices we have in our life. But maybe it's just a matter of adding a little bit of joy and love to your negative habits that you've got. So when I say remove a keystone habit, maybe really the better word over there is uh, redesign the habit to when you catch yourself in self-talk, in a negative self-talk, which sometimes it takes a while before we even catch ourselves there, to just add in the sentence, I love you no matter what, or I love you more when you do this. So, for example, if your thing is you beat yourself up when you make a mistake and you catch yourself saying, I can't believe you did it again, and we've already been over this, and how many times are you going to do this, and it always leads to the same thing, and what is wrong with you, and blah, 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 and your brain is going crazy on you, you say, I love myself even more when I make mistakes. And it might not feel real at that moment, but it's a way of adding in something to shift that habit from going down that rabbit hole and shift it or at least break the pattern or break that neural pathway that you've created. It'll take a lot to maybe actually change it, but this is a great first step in that right direction, and maybe it'll just be really easy. So again, noticing the keystone habits we've got, level one. Level two, adding one keystone habit in this, this week that you're going to practice every day this week, and choose that area of your life where that habit can bring you the most joy. And the outrageous is adding one keystone habit this week and also catching yourself in a keystone habit that maybe is not bringing you joy and doing some sort of pattern interrupt or doing some massaging of that habit to lighten it up a little bit. So let's take some questions, thoughts, comments. I want to hear about the areas of your life you may be practicing this with and what habits you think you might be adding and I'll share mine. And um, If Rebecca's playing, you can share yours. Let me read some of the stuff in chat, and then, Rebecca, I'll see if you want to add anything to that before we take some sharing. So, Renee, um, Bonnie, I got up early one morning to to watch the sunrise, and it was wonderful, and another wonderful habit to experiment with. I love that one, um, because one of the things that we talked about when I was talking at the beginning about the behaviors, There's a trigger for your behavior, then there's your routine or your pattern or your habit, and then there's a reward. So one of the ways to change your behavior is to add a reward. So if your morning walk has the added reward of seeing a sunset, that is a habit that can be developed a lot quicker because you've rewarded yourself with something in it. I know when I've read a number of books on habits, um, even the ones on exercising, they say, if you take the stairs, say, if I take the stairs, I'm going to give myself a piece of chocolate, so that you reward yourself for taking the stairs, which seems counterintuitive, because you're taking the the stairs, so I'm not sure that you need chocolate, but the reward part is a big part of how to create those positive habits, the same stuff I was talking about with drinking water, just the idea of drinking water to me, even if it's a sip, means I'm doing something healthy and loving for my body, it means I'm a healthy human being. So I've created a reward that goes with the concept of drinking water, which makes me want to drink more water because there's a reward in it. So I love that idea. Exercising gives me more energy, which gives me joy. Love that, too. All right, Ms. Rebecca, what would you add to that before we start hearing what people's habits are going to be playing with this week?
1: Well, I like everything that you suggested and it kind of brings to mind for me that another way to play this game is if there is an area of your life where you are not experiencing as much joy as you would like, like about your health or the appearance of your body or your finances. Or for me, it's about uh, socialization because I work at home and I've been feeling a little bit isolated and I realize, oh, I have some habits that have been leading to that. You know, like, for example, one of my habits is to do online classes at home. So I think I'm going to play with the idea of what are some new keystone habits, some habits I can do that might make me less isolated, like maybe taking a public class, which will hopefully lead to more friendships for most socializing and then more joy. So another way of looking at this week, yeah. Is there an area in your life that isn't working for you and um, maybe see if there is a new habit, a keystone habit that can put you on a different path so that you will have a different experience.
4: I love that.
1: I
3: love the idea of you taking some uh, in-person classes over there too. Who knows what that, like Diana's story, who knows what that leads to. All right, so what areas are you all going to be practicing this week? Who wants to share what, what area or what keystone habit you may practice with this week? Or questions and comments as well, and feel free to
0: share in chat. Hey.
3: Okay, so Hannah's saying, I'd like to get back into the habit of meditation 20 minutes a day something I'd like to experience more of is the answers that I'm looking for are within. So that's beautiful, Hannah. So the, the, what's going to bring you joy is knowing that you already know whatever your answers are. So this is one of those taking care of yourself into this. And so your keystone habit you want to incorporate back in is to do meditation. And Hannah's asking a great Question and what, how do I incorporate the questions from the journal in with this? So, I love that. So, the, the first question is what positive Keystone habit will you experiment with today? And then, did the Keystone habit lead you to other positive habits? That one also you can see what happens with the meditation. Did you notice anything else that happens? Did you notice any habits today that you did today that you would like to keep? So when you notice the meditation or any other keystone habits today that you would like to keep, and did you find yourself doing any bad habits today that you would like to change? So which question, Hannah, are you, what would you like me to know, do today? Oh, so in your, in your meditation, I see what you're asking. I misunderstood. So in your meditation, what questions would you incorporate in there? I just My personal opinion, Hannah, is that you will know You'll know what to ask at the right point in your meditation. And it's not even about knowing the right question to ask for your guidance, just being open to allowing the answers to come to you, even if you don't have a specific question in mind. So, but I like that. What would you like me to know or do today? I like that. You know that I have my daily prayer that I think I've posted in some of the other groups. I can post that in here too. Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? What would you have me do and to whom? so that you can be guided all day long. Love that, love that. Karen, I have a habit of staying up too late. I want to play with rewarding myself to getting to sleep earlier. Oh, so what are some rewards, Karen, to play with that you can reward yourself for going to bed early? What are things that you might enjoy doing that... And think about that, too. So for the sleep ones, also think about... Um, what it would take to wind it down to get to a state of going to sleep, and also what it takes for you to get going in the morning. So sleep also, there's, there's the sleep component, but it's not just about physically getting yourself to bed at a certain time because if you're so wound up or still in the middle of activities, it's not necessarily easy for you to just fall asleep. So I love that, Karen. It's great. Um, you know, maybe reading for a while in bed before
1: you go to sleep. And Amina, may I chime in? Sure, go for it. I think she brings up, Karen brings up a really good point. She has a new habit that she'd like to develop, the habit of going to bed early. And I would start with a trigger. Like you mentioned, uh, Amina, maybe the trigger is you put the book out and you see the book and you go, "Oh, that's right. I want to get into bed a little earlier and read this relaxing book and get to sleep earlier." Or you put the bath salts out, a place where you see them, and you—that's the trigger that leads you to taking a bath in the evening that helps you relax and unwind, that gets you to bed earlier. So when you have a new habit that you want to develop, think and experiment with different triggers that remind you joyfully and not in a guilt-inducing way to take the next step, which gets you on that path for the new habit.
3: I love that, too. And this exactly to my point, too. Think about what you're doing. Like, you know, if you, so let's say you're in your new bedtime you want to aim for 10 p.m., and I'm just making that up. Well, then think about what you're normally doing at 8, at 9, at 9.30. You know, what are you doing that can taking that back putting that book out. All of those things are great triggers to get you to think about that. I notice as the days have gotten longer, Um, Mike has been outside working later into the evening, I've noticed that we've been eating dinner closer to 9 p.m., which then keeps me up till closer to 12 before I actually go to bed. So, you know, even just noticing what are the other habits that you've developed, which is not a habit. A 9 p.m. dinner is not a habit that I would like to develop, it's not my norm yet, so I I have some time to turn that around this week. But just thinking about all of those things that could lead to you being in the right environment for that. So yes, Karen, I was gonna say that to you. Uh, I love that that you brought that up. Uh, One one of the things that I've noticed with people who wanna go to bed earlier is a certain time to turn off the devices, because it's very easy, especially if you get on Facebook, there's an hour, hour or two hours, and next thing you know, it's one o'clock in the morning. So maybe that could be part of your trigger, Karen, is to turn the phone or the computer, whatever it is, you know, your iPad, whatever you've got, have have a certain time each night that that goes off. That will trigger you to know that your body's starting to settle down for bed. Love that. Thank you for sharing, Hannah and Karen. Other ideas of things that you all are doing this week? Ooh, Lorna has another good one. She's going to put a reminder in her phone to go to bed early, which will help you then, Lorna, practice your waking up and not snoozing on the alarm clock. Another great trigger. Lovely, lovely. Sleep is always a good one. Sleep leads to a lot of other good stuff. The one I'm going to be playing with this week is um, not to not to look at my phone, email, Facebook, any, any kind of device thing for at least the first two hours after I wake up. So to actually start working on my to-do list and getting the things done. I love getting up early in the morning and getting everything done for the day. Um, my reward is I like to be done by lunchtime and then go for my mm-hmm. walk in the afternoon and I have all kinds of Talk to my friends on the phone. There's all kinds of things I like doing in the afternoon, reading different things. So uh, that's going to be my keystone habit I play with. I notice I'm spending a lot of time on my computer and a lot of time on my phone and using my phone as my alarm clock. It's just convenient. It's right there by, the, by my bed. So that's the one, that's the, uh, the thing I am going, the habit I am going to remove this week and the habit I'm going to add on and play with this week. It's a habit of doing waking up and doing my morning routine and getting straight into things that I want to get done for the day, being done by lunch. So that's, that's what I'm going to be playing with this week.
4: Amina, for me and Rebecca, um, this is Diana again. I was thinking that I would like to um, play with my habits on health. I've been feeling really uncomfortable because of my weight, and right now I have negative um, I don't know there are so much habits as thoughts, and that leads to actions, but um, I'm really negative about how I need to walk and how I need to drink water and all these negative things, like almost like um, shitting on myself, as Rebecca said, and I'd heard that before. It's funny. And um, and I'd like to change those, so maybe that will be a part of the removing and adding I'd like to do, make it a habit to do positive things. Like I can't imagine, Amina, you're making it a positive thing to walk upstairs. Um, I know that that's beneficial for me, but even when I see him, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I just can't do it this time. So that's going to be what I'm going to play with this week. I'm going to see how I can make some positive habits and maybe bring some joy because I know I will have joy when I feel more comfortable in walking and um, even in sitting in anything. Um, with myself, but I know it's going to be a major change if I could do that. That's beautiful, Diana.
3: And here's the thing, Diana, too, with with all this, the the point of these habits is just to do it consistently, right? So even if it's just walking up and down your driveway once a day and then twice a mm-hmm. day and then maybe going around the block eventually, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a matter of getting into the habit of saying, whatever it is, right? First thing in the morning, I'm going to go and I'm just going to walk up and down my driveway once or walk around my house once, whatever that may be, and then you feel Mm -hmm. successful. You know, and if I do that, then I'm going to just allow myself to sit down and enjoy my cup of coffee and really rest because I walked today. You know, sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves that it has to be this huge thing, but the habit gets started just by saying, I'm going for a morning walk, And does it really matter if the walk is five minutes or 10 minutes? And even meditation, you know, does it matter if it's five minutes or 20 minutes? No. What matters is the consistency of doing it. Once you start doing it consistently every day, you're going to naturally want to walk for longer. You're going to naturally want to meditate for longer until you find whatever your sweet spot is, you know, whatever is. is the right place for your body. So find ways to make this a joyful celebration, as you're doing it and find ways to reward yourself for just keeping the habit. You know, if I don't look at my phone first thing in the morning, but I look at it 15 minutes after I wake up instead of two hours after I wake up, that's still a win. You know, if it's not the first thing that I do, because I'm trying to develop the habit of not looking at it at all in the first two hours, but it may not start out that way. And so celebrating the little things that you are doing along the way. So it feels fun and happy versus, Oh gosh, I didn't walk again today, I guess it's over, I'll just eat all six of my cupcakes, you know, which is a thought process I have known in the past, and it's not helpful, it's not a loving thought process, so I'm sending you lots of fun, fun activities. Which one do you think you're going to practice with this week,
4: Diane? Um, I think um, the walking, because I actually went walking with my friend, she uh, needed talk and we ended up walking two miles I knew before I did the two miles like probably maybe even a mile I haven't been walking at all maybe a mile into it I was like okay I need to stop but I didn't she even asked she said you want to turn around and go back because we're going to have coffee afterwards and I did want to but I didn't admit it and so the next day I had a pain in my knee and I I thought I never want to walk again and so I I definitely want to play with it to see if I can make it, like you said, a um, a positive thing and a joyful thing. And then I know it will increase because I know that movement definitely is um, not only beneficial, but I even like it if I do it where I'm not hurting, where I'm not in actual pain afterwards. So I think that's what I'm going to work with or play with. I love
3: that. Yeah, that's beautiful to even try to – change your attitude towards walking. And also remember um, one of the things that I suggested doing this week is looking for the keystone habits. So here's mm-hmm. my guess. My guess is you walk a lot every day. To and um, from the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a grocery store. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wherever, you know, at work to get stuff off the printer or whatever. So then catch yourself saying, wow, look at, look at me walking today. And really catch all of those positive moments so that it's more of an encouragement than what's missing. Mm. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, yeah, good. Because
3: you're probably walking a lot already. I'd love those little, if you had one of those watch, those automatic watch things, you probably know like, wow, actually, I I do walk a lot. (laughs) 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 Rebecca, what would you add to that?
1: I would like to add that a lot of times the reward is not something tangible like a cup of coffee or a cookie, but it's the kind words that you say to yourself. So I'm a crazy person and I talk to myself all the time and I say really nice things. So, for example, Diana, when you walk up the stairs or you go for a walk, say to yourself, I rock. Or, God, I'm I'm awesome. I love the fact that I did that. So I say crazy things to myself all the time, like that attagirl. I go, oh, nice job, Beck. Nice job making that salad. Nice job going for that walk. So a lot of times that is the, the best reward for the new behavior that I want and that I have. It's just Being nice and saying nice things to yourself, hopefully inside your head where other people don't hear you and lock you away. But saying really nice, encouraging things for yourself, that's a really good reward.
4: I agree. That's true. Thank you for that.
3: Love it. Anybody else
0: want to share what they're going to work with this week?
3: All right. Well, so here's what's next. We will Rebecca and I will be posting questions in the Facebook group. And uh, as usual, share your awarenesses, share your wins, share anything that you need support with, and we're happy to do that and happy to support each other in this community. And you will be getting an email later today with all of the different possibilities of how you can play this way with keystone habits, including having the awareness up your keystone habit, adding in a new keystone habit, and maybe adding and deleting or uh, morphing a current keystone habit to be a little more loving and a little more gentle and a little more kind with yourself. So I'm loving this, loving all the conversation and chat about recommitting to daily walks and bedtime routines and morning routines and just seeing if we can start start our day and end our day with some great habits I know uh, Jack Canfield, one of the pieces of advice he always gives is know how to start your talk and know how to end your talk and everything in the middle kind of works itself out. So that's also a fun way to play, how you're starting your day and how you're ending your day, and then being aware of all of the positive outcomes from those behaviors that happen, from those keystone habit behaviors that happen throughout the day. So thank you all for being on the call, and we will talk to you next Monday, as we move through our joy journey together. And I think that's a wrap. Rebecca, you have anything to say as we close?
1: That's a wrap. It's going to be a great
3: week. Awesome. Have fun, everyone. Enjoy yourself and talk to you all soon. Bye, everyone. everyone bye. bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome.
4: Step into the world of power.